0: Getting the garden ready for the season can feel like such a daunting task. At this point, the lawn may be looking shabby and appears that it needs a good haircut to knock down some of those weeds. Weeds may be eyeing you each time that you walk past the landscape and the flower beds. And even the vegetable garden needs some attention too. If you already feel defeated, I have got just the solution for you. In episode 2 of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast, I am sharing my top 3 spring gardening chores to help you finish strong for the month of March. Once you have completed these chores, I bet that the other tasks will seem less daunting to you. Stay with me as we march into those spring gardening chores
1: welcome to the sunshine gardening podcast this gardening show will equip and inspire avid gardeners with weekly tips and tricks to help them navigate the gardening world the show will also highlight specific growing requirements for several plants so the sun will shine brighter over their kentucky garden and now here is that ray of sunshine garden enthusiast and horticulture extension agent kristen hildebrand with the university of kentucky cooperative extension
0: service The number one area to focus in first is your garden soil. Garden soil is the basic foundation block for all things gardening. All plants require essential nutrients to grow, and this process is done by supplying nutrients through the root system, which is then anchored into the soil. In Kentucky, soils are oftentimes less than ideal with lots of red clay content which makes it difficult for soil drainage and nutrients to reach the plant's root system. To help alleviate this issue, gardeners must first build good soil. The first step to obtaining good soil is through the use of a soil test. Soil testing is one of the best practices to perform annually for your garden because there is simply no guesswork involved. A standard soil test will determine the current fertility status of phosphorus, potassium, calcium, magnesium, what your soil pH is, and cation exchange capacity. Soil test recommendations will also reveal lime and fertilizer rates to apply, which makes it extremely cost effective for home gardeners and even commercial horticulture producers. Most vegetable gardens perform best under slightly acid conditions with a pH range of about 6.2 to 6.8. When taking a soil sample for a home vegetable garden plot, take soil samples about 6 to 8 inches deep. Next, collect about 12 to 15 core samples using either a soil probe, a spade, or trowel at the recommended depth. Make sure to take samples at random by scattering to different locations in the area to ensure a well-represented sample. After you've collected all your samples, mix all the cores together in a clean bucket. Allow the sample to air dry on newspaper for a day if it has excess moisture and bring the contents in a bag, like a brown bag, to the Extension office. Soil test samples generally take at least a minimum of a week to two weeks maximum in order to get back. The extension agent will review the soil test results for you, highlight the recommendations, and then sign it before returning to the client in the mail. If you happen to be sampling other areas around your home, like the home lawn, landscape, fruit, orchard, or even those flower beds, Contact the local extension office in your area. They will be happy to walk you through the proper steps in order to soil sample different horticultural crops. Now that we've covered the soil, let's move on into how to prepare the garden soil for planting. The spring season is the perfect time for breaking ground. Sometimes, though, the spring weather can be a wet one. Wait to work the ground until the soil has properly dried. Working the ground when wet hurts the overall soil structure by forming clods that are difficult to break apart. Some gardeners may want to consider planting their spring vegetable transplants in a raised bed garden since they generally warm up faster and dry out quicker in comparison to conventional garden plots. The best indicator in knowing when to break ground is when soil is moist and crumbles readily when formed into a ball. First, loosen the soil to about a depth of 10 to 12 inches with a spade or a rototiller. Pulverize any soil clods that may work their way to the top since large dirt clods can cause poor seed germination. Spread out compost and then lightly work it into the soil. Another secret that I have for achieving good garden soil is by incorporating organic matter. Adding the right ingredients of organic matter will improve soil structure and take care of several issues. It helps to loosen and improve soil drainage of heavy clay soils and increases both the nutrient and moisture holding capacities. Organic matter also favors a buildup of beneficial organisms such as natural bacteria and fungi, needed to help break down the materials. Types of organic matter include composted leaf mold, grass clippings, manure, newspaper, and pine bark humus. When using manure, avoid applying fresh manure in the spring, since the high nitrogen content can injure plant roots. Aged or composted manure can be applied in the garden at any time spring or fall so just make sure to keep that in mind. Now that we have covered the mechanics of good soil, let's head on out into the vegetable garden to get our hands in the soil. Right now is a good time for planting a lot of cool season vegetables here in Kentucky. Cool season vegetables are the crops that thrive in the cooler temperatures of Kentucky spring gardening season. These plants grow best with relatively cool air temperatures between 50 to 65 degrees Fahrenheit and are raised either for their leaves, stems, or flower buds. If you have produced transplants indoors, remember to harden them off. It's best to harden off vegetable transplants about two weeks before planting outdoors by gently exposing them to the outside temperatures. To do so, take your transplants Outside in the daytime and then bring them in at night. If you want to learn more about hardening off, check out episode one of Starting Seeds Indoors. There's a lot of great benefits and also tips on how to do that. Early bird gardeners can move their cool season vegetable transplants out into the home vegetable garden beginning in March. March the 25th happens to signal the time for planting cabbage, leaf lettuce, bib lettuce plants, head lettuce plants, and onion plants for outside. To know when to plant other future cool season vegetables in Kentucky, check out the Home Vegetable Gardening in Kentucky, publication number ID 128. For a link to this guide, please see the show notes. To avoid transplant shock and wilting when you're transplanting these plants outdoors, first soak the roots thoroughly an hour or two prior to transplanting, in the ground, and select a shady day in late afternoon or early evening. Next, dig a hole that is large enough for the root system to spread out evenly and establish itself. Handle the plants carefully and set the plants to the lowest leaf at the recommended spacing for that specific vegetable being grown. This information can be found on the plant label or seed tag where you purchase plants. In each planting hole, pour one cup of starter solution, such as a 20-20-20 analysis at the rate of two tablespoons per gallon of water around the plants. If you desire an organic source of fertilizer, fish emulsion is a recommended organic fertilizer starter solution that you can use. Lastly, place more soil around each plant and press the soil firmly with your hands around the roots to get rid of any air pockets. After setting out the cool season vegetables, it's a good idea to check plants pretty daily for moisture and also insect pressure. And if you can do this once every day, that's preferred. And so that way that you can take care of any insect pressure issue that does come up. And you can always contact your local extension office. If you happen to see something that you're unclear of what it is, then we can help you identify the issue. Let's transition into the lawn and talk about some of the things to get you ready for the mowing season ahead. Before firing up that lawn mower, spend some time to make sure that your mower is running in tip top shape for the spring. Change the oil and air filter to help improve engine performance. This step can also help save on fuel and reduce emissions into the air. Refer to the owner's manual if you have any questions related to this step. It is especially important to check out those mower blades. If lawn mower blades are not sharp, dull blades can cause the engine to work harder since it takes more energy for the blade to run through the grass. Dull mower blades can also damage grass leaves, which results in a ragged lawn appearance and can increase turf diseases. Depending on how often you mow, blades should be sharpened at least a couple of times each year. If this is not something that you feel comfortable in doing, take it to a mechanic shop to have them sharpen it for you. Now that we've talked about some of the mower maintenance that you need to do, Let's first talk about that first mowing for the season. March is a great time for lowering the mowing height, so I'm getting ready to tell you why. Grass starts to grow again in the spring when temperatures start to increase. There may be an accumulation of dead grass leaves throughout the lawn that will encourage the soil temperature to stay cool. By removing this dead grass with lowering the mowing height, Sunlight can reach the soil surface better and promote the grass to grow earlier. Shorter mowing heights in spring may also help improve the density of the grass, which helps it have a better defense system for fighting against annual grassy weeds like crabgrass and goosegrass. Remember to gradually lower the mowing height since a quick reduction in the turf canopy can cause an increase of crabgrass to germinate. March is also a good time to go ahead and think about applying a pre-emergent herbicide to help control crabgrass and goosegrass in your lawn. Annual grassy weeds, such as crabgrass and goosegrass, begin to germinate in the spring. By applying a pre-emergent herbicide prior to germination, weed numbers can be drastically reduced and your lawn can have the chance to flourish without fighting weeds for space, nutrients, light, and water. In western Kentucky, a pre-emergent herbicide should be applied prior to around April the 7th. In central and eastern Kentucky, the spray before date is usually around April the 15th. A good indicator plant for knowing when to apply a pre-emergent herbicide is Scythia. Generally, a pre-emergent application should be applied before you see the forsythia dropping its blooms. And the forsythia shrub is just the shrub that you see that has those bright, bright yellow blooms to it. Generally, it's one of the earliest blooming shrubs that we have here in Kentucky. So if you're ever in question about when to apply a pre-emergent herbicide, just look to see if you have any forsythia in bloom around you. I hope that you can focus on other gardening tasks better now, that I've covered areas like the soil, how to prepare the soil for planting, what vegetable plants are best for planting now, how to get the mower ready for the season, and other chores needed to help the spring lawn. If you would like additional information on other tasks to perform for March, make sure to see the show notes. I have developed and compiled a checklist of garden activities to perform in and around the Kentucky garden for the month of March. Hopefully this guide will help you see the different jobs that are needed to be done now and get you a step ahead for future gardening tasks. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. To see the show notes for episode two and additional resources mentioned from today's show, please follow me on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. You can find us by going to www.warrencountyagriculture.com. Feel free to leave any questions that you might have or any additional comments on the blog, or you can contact me directly via email at kristen.gooden@uky.edu. at uky.edu. I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes so I can know what information to bring to you each week and how to improve the show. To help sweeten the deal, the first 10 subscribers to leave me a review on iTunes will earn a gardening prize. So make sure to tune in with me for more gardening information each week right here on the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Each week, I plan to share seasonal gardening tips and tricks to help gardeners reach their gardening goals and to help the sun shine a little brighter over your Kentucky garden. To stay up to date on all the latest episodes, please hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And as always, keep on digging into gardening and remember to add a little bit of sunshine. Thanks for
1: listening to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast with Kristen Hildebrand. If you enjoyed today's content, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast to catch future segments of the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. Gardeners, keep on digging and learning more about gardening so the sun shines brighter over your Kentucky garden. The Sunshine Gardening Podcasts with Kristen Hildebrand is a production of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.